It's Morbin time, and I regret this immediately. Today I'm talking about Morbius. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about the one, the only, the very infamous Morbius, which I think is going to go down in so bad it's good, or mostly just so bad it's bad territory, as a, a genuine, um, genuine just giant flop of a movie that's already had a bunch of baggage attached to it. Uh, finally got to watch this with friends, and we were all just ruthlessly dunking on it the entire time, which I think is the only way you should watch this movie. So without further ado, let's get started. How many times can a single movie be dunked on? For Morbius, that answer might be infinite. People made fun of it when it was first proposed and cast. People made fun of it after the first trailer. People dunked on it in earnest when the movie hit theaters. And just after it hit the home video market, we had the ever-so-rare assisted self-dunk after Sony sent the movie to a disastrous theatrical run because apparently no one at Sony knows what a meme is or how to interpret their secret code. Of course, a big question remains. Is Morbius really that bad? And yes. Yes, it is. Jared Leto stars as Michael Morbius, a brilliant but physically disabled doctor who is beset by a rare blood disorder. Hoping to find an unconventional path to a cure, Morbius decides to use a host of vampire bats to reverse his condition. Instead, he turns himself into a very powerful but bloodthirsty vampire who may be a danger to everyone around him. And this movie is startlingly bad. I'm not surprised that this movie is bad. That happens all the time, especially for movies that have been delayed for a long time or gone through extensive reshoots to fix problems or get more footage. But rarely do they hit this level of incompetence. Every line is cringeworthy, Jared Leto is a charisma vacuum, and the action has exactly two tricks that it uses over and over again. I'll get into all of this more in a hot second, but here's a startling question that this movie doesn't have an answer for. What is this about? As flawed as the Venom movies are, at least they are about working with a darker part of your personality or some offbeat buddy comedy vibe, i.e. you're stronger together versus apart. Which is what you'd assume this movie would be about. The movie portrays Morbius as a very caring physician who wants to help people like him. So when he finds out what his latest treatment did to him, he's having a back and forth with himself about embracing it. Because the strong, the stronger it gets, the stronger his desire to feed on human blood is. Not a bad idea, and our villain has understandable motivation to embrace his power. But that's all thrown out the window as soon as our villain comes into his own. Now it's about Morbius learning new powers, and we've completely ignored the blood-drinking element. This slapped-together approach to a theme is basically how the entire movie works. It's just a collection of scenes in a superhero movie, not pieces of a story. This is very indicative in the writing, which feels like one exposition dump after another, or a bunch of superhero movie cliches collected in one movie. We've got the childhood flashback scene, we've got the walk and talk through New York City streets. Hell, we've even got a scene that reminded me of Spider-Man 3 of all things. This might be more enjoyable if Jared Leto had any screen presence whatsoever. I've been highly critical of Leto and his antics for, in the name of method acting, which in and of itself is stupid since the guy who originated the, the idea never intended for this, but he usually goes for at least big swings. I may not like his Joker at all, but it's an idea. 
Here, it's like he's sleepwalking through the movie. Maybe that's a character choice, but when you're supposed to be this brooding anti-hero type, having Morbius be so soft-spoken and uninteresting is baffling. And finally, we get to the action that has two techniques, neither of which works very well. The film's approach to Morbius' powers, or rather how to demonstrate them, comes in two ways. Either he moves like he has a vapor trail with incredible speed, or he taps into his senses to get a feel for his surroundings and his options. For the fight scenes, that means we get sequence after sequence of quick chaos followed by slow motion money shot of Morbius either delivering a blow or being hit himself. It's basic level ramping over and over again. For the heightened senses aspect, it might be worse. Instead of doing the Spidey Sense thing, which either distorts reality or gives Peter perspective for something behind him or nearby, the movie just goes in slow motion. Camera staring straight for what feels like eons before Morbius acts, and we see everything go blurry and then something resembling action. Morbius looks and feels like a movie that got made solely for the sake of profit. Sony had access to the character and wanted to see what they could get for it with as little effort as possible. And sadly, the audience pays the price. Two out of ten. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.